the house. It's your girl, Millie Mills. And of course, we have an exciting night. I am so excited because first of all, you know, we got our spiritual counselor, life coach, Michelle Strother in the house from Dallas, always giving words of inspiration. And after that, we speak with a superstar, numerous awards. She's traveled and been on stage with everybody from Tim McGraw to uh, Tina McBride. I mean, I, I can't even name all the lists, all the people she's worked with. She's straight out of Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> First of all, we're going to talk with Michelle and Michelle. We're going to go to Wendy Moden after that. Hey, Michelle. Hey, everybody. Hey, 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 hey everyone. There is a word on tonight. And the word that I want to speak about tonight, I'm talking about godly character is important. And, all, and I want you to know that I'm coming from Proverbs 10 and 9, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, he who walks in integrity and with moral character walks securely, but he who takes a crooked way will be discovered and punished. And then I also wanted to say that Webster, I wanted to give a definition of what character was. Character says, Webster says that character is the mental and moral qualities and distinctive to an individual. And I want to let you know that character is doing what is right because it's right and doing it right. And also the level of your character will determine the level of your success. And we all know that when we, whatever we do, we want to succeed in it, but we know that when we succeed, we have to walk in character. We have to know that we have to look inside of ourselves and we have to be able to know that people to, to trust us, to know that our character is who we say that we are. And character in the life of believer is a constant manifestation of Jesus in our lives. So what that means is that we cannot have good character if we don't know who Jesus is, because Jesus is going to be the one that's going to help us be able to have good character. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit will build character in us. And also trusting God more than you trust yourself is the reason godly character is important. You have to be able to trust God. When you trust God, it would matter in any circumstances, you will know that God will be able to help you in your character and knowing that you cannot do it alone. And I'm wrapping up to say this today, believe God and rely on God and trust God for your character. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michelle. Those words were so strong. We need to hear that. You know, yes. we just, wow, just crossed over into a new dawning. We have a new, brand new president of the United States, President-elect Joe Biden, and vice president, of course, Kamala Harris. She's an HB, uh, get that right. I got the liners in my mouth, so it's hard to talk sometimes, but she's an HBCU graduate. She's a sorority sister, sisters of Alpha Sorority Incorporated. She's, of course, a minority female, you know, first vice president. I mean, it's, we could go on talking. I'm just excited tonight. Yes, yes, definitely. Very excited. So, you know, we just, we don't know what's ahead of us, but, um, you know, we, the victory is now, but we still have a lot of work ahead of us. And speaking of victory, speaking of hard work, this young lady has always been hardworking. She is a magnificent, magnificent singer. I mean, 
I can go on talking about Wendy. She is down to earth and she has a beautiful spirit. She's beautiful inside and out. Please give a warm welcome for Wendy Moten. Thank you for inviting me. You are so welcome. Thanks so much for taking time out to speak with us today all the way from Memphis 10, but you've been all over the world, man. We go way back, Wendy. Yeah. I used to play your music in the quiet storm when I worked at K97. <laughs> I remember, and thank you so much. You're welcome, and thanks to Bobby OJ for programming yes. the music. What's up, Bobby? <laughs> Bobby OJ! Okay. Maybe we can get him on the show one day, but um, Wendy, you have so much success, so much to talk about. Let's start out with, okay, so it all started in Memphis, Tennessee. Did you start singing in high school or when did it take off? When did it all take off? You know the story. We've been in the South. It started at church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I went to St. Stephen's Baptist Church. It used to be on, um, up in Douglas area because they moved because they got bigger and moved. Uh, James Adams was the pastor. My dad became a minister and he had a little church called Grace Tabernacle Church. And so I was at church, you know, three or four days a week, literally. And I have five other siblings and we all, you know, it wasn't negotiable. You just had to go. And uh, my dad used to make extra money teaching choirs to new songs. So I was always with him. And so I was always hearing that ear training, sopranos, altos, tenors. So I was always there with daddy all the time. So it started with church. My high school was a performing arts high school, Overton High School, under the leadership of Miss Lula Hedgeman. She was amazing and a genius. And so she used to teach us everything about, you know, think before you speak and mind over matter and, you know, just the tools that you need. Yeah, it's great to be an artist and you're a singer, but you got those other tools that you need to just get through life. And uh, then it went into like Liberty Land. We had a theme park called Liberty Land. And that actually taught me how to show up and get paid to perform. (laughs) Yes. You know, because church was free. That was free. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but okay, you got to do these little shows. It was like a theme park in Memphis called Liberty Land. And we had like four shows to do, 20 minute shows. So that, that taught me a whole nother thing about, you know, showing up every time and just hitting it every time. And um, then I worked with an MVP in a club called Captain Bilbo's. And that was a 10 piece band. And, you know, we did all styles of music. So that I got some more training from that. Then um, I got a record deal out of the blue. Wow. Wasn't expecting it because I thought I was going to be a lawyer. I was going to Memphis State. I want to be a lawyer because I didn't think I was good enough to be an artist. I mean, everybody in Memphis can practically perform. Yeah, All races. Yeah, everybody can sing in Memphis, but everybody can think that you didn't have it. I don't I know. Think I, had it. <laughs> I didn't think so. When I got a record deal, I was like, this is a joke, right? I'll just write this out and we'll see how, you know, how long this goes or how many people I can fool, I don't know. But I did end up finding a love for it and a passion for it. Cause I, I, I was signed to EMI in the nineties doing the Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion era. So I was EMI's Whitney cause everybody, every company wants one, you know, that's how they do it. Yes. And it was a nice great run. I didn't know who I was, but so it didn't hurt me when it started to like go up and down. I was just like, well, we'll just see what happens. And since I didn't know what I wanted to do, uh, Julio Iglesias found me and then I started touring with other artists singing background vocals and now I'm back to singing live music I mean uh, solo projects I'm back to being a solo artist these days wow Wendy 
I'm I'm just so honored. I mean, I'm still just taken because you said you didn't think you had it. How could no. you not? How could you? Not? I because mean, we're going to play your video so everybody can can hear how beautiful your voice is. I mean, I'm going to get our producer to to um, hit that for me. Wow. Wendy, I got goosebumps on my face. I got goosebumps right now. Thank <laughs> you. I got on my arms, too. That oh song has got me a lot of places. We recorded that in Memphis, by the Did way. What yeah, studio? at Nico, Nico Laris had Cotton Row Studio on Madison I Avenue. Nico Laris, and Nico produced that. Nico Laris produced that. It was written by Curtis Boone out of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, and and Ernest Williamson had a lot to do with he's doing all the music. Nick Williams helped write it too, so they all kind of have write write the song. And literally, you don't even know this, Millie, but that vocal on the original recording uh -huh. is the demo. I couldn't beat it. So when you go back and listen to the original, it's distorted and everything because I couldn't beat the performance. So we end up keeping the demo, and that's what went out to the masses. Wow. Look at Michelle. Girl, yeah, <laughs> I know that range, girl. You got some range on you, and and you still have it. You still have it. You know, unlike some people, some of the singers, after a while, their vocal cords get a little worn. But I mean, I I heard you just um, a few days ago. I believe you were live somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. It was from 2015. I was like. It's a clip and I couldn't get that one to download, but I was like, she still, she still has it. She still has it. Okay. So on that clip we just saw when you were singing, where were you? I forgot to ask you that. Well, that was a few years ago on a show called Top of the Pops and it's in oh. England and it was a big deal to be on that show. That means that all over Europe and all over England, that's where you're your song is at that time. At that time, it was 22, and it moved all the way up to number eight eventually. You know, so it, it was just uh, it was called Top of the Pops. Top of the Pops is no longer there, but forever it was the show you had to do if you were going to play in London. Wow. Yeah. And you've played. Speaking of playing, you've played some some of everywhere. I saw where you were at Grand Ole Opry, I believe. Yeah. We got a picture. We got some pictures there. We're going to bring up. So. Um, <clears throat> So the audience can see uh, some of these pictures of some of the people you worked with. Uh, so my producer, she's kind of getting those together there. 
but um, here's something here. There's a, there's a photo of you. Who are some oh, of these people? Yeah. Uh, these are some people that I did a song for uh, in Florida. And that was mm -hmm. a, a campaign they had about, uh, you know, youth and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, bullying and all of that. And so that was a campaign in Florida. It was a, that, that was some many, 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 many years ago. Mm -hmm. But uh, getting back to the Opry, that is a, uh, a miracle in itself because I currently don't have uh, a label. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Gary Talley. Uh, I currently don't have. Oh, that's me at the Opry with Vince Gill. That was my debut night at the Grand Ole Opry, April 19th. I mean, April 20th, 2019. I made mm -hmm. my debut that night and I, I told Vince, I was like, Vince, uh, you know, he's the emperor of country music to me. So I was mm -hmm. like, if I make my debut, I got to make this stick. So I was like, hey, um, I need you to introduce me and I need you to play on that stage with me because I don't <laughs> have time or time, meaning I'm in my 50s, to trying to fight that country ladder. I don't have time to climb that. So I need to, I need to walk in, I need to zip me down the table. <laughs> and he, he, he wanted to anyway. He, he always felt like, you know, he, he knows that I've worked hard my whole life. He knows all the people that I've worked with. My, my, uh, you know, my reputation is a great one. You know, if, and I know it is on purpose. I work yes. hard or dependable. So he knows all of these things, and mm -hmm. he just kind of took me under his wing, and he uh, said you should be heard. So he produced a country record on me that came out in the fall of last year, and uh, it's called "I've Got You Covered" in this traditional country song because I I love songs that tell stories. Yes. And I also realized that traditional country music, that audience and they're all races and all nationalities, they like to hear those songs too. That's just where I am. Everybody's got a place to fit in. I mm -hmm. finally found my place. I just love singing certain kind of songs. But however, you know I'm a chameleon. So I go from <laughs> country to Aretha. Yeah. Hot, and in my show, I go from Tammy Wynette to Aretha Franklin to Elvis to Janice Ian to Stevie Wonder and wherever I want to go because I want to sing the songs that should never be forgotten. Yes. All styles. They all do something, move me. Mm -hmm. And I hope they move others too. Yes. Wendy, your spirit is so beautiful. I mean, I'm just sitting here taking it all in. Mm -hmm. I saw a roster of country singers that you, you have sung and performed with. Um, I, did I see Tim McGraw on that list? Oh my gosh, I've been touring with Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. I toured with them from 2005 to 2018. On the television shows, on the arena shows, all the arena touring, I've been with Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. Now, uh, Faith, she is a Aretha Franklin uh, huge fan. As a matter of fact, she sang at her funeral. They asked her to sing there. And uh, so uh, I, I say in the Faith Hill show, I'm the white girl and Faith is the black girl, but she be riffing and going <laughs> for it every time. So I keep it straight and Faith is going to take you with the run. Yes. And uh, so, um, you know, Tim and Faith, Martina McBride, which is a close friend, mm -hmm. uh, Winona and uh, Vince Gill. Um, so that, that the country world opened up to me and, you know, I'm thankful to have a home somewhere. You know, you, you know, you just got to find where you fit in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that, that keeps you busy. You always have work. You're always working. And that's good. Speaking of working, Wendy, are you working on a new album? Oh, my God. Can you tell us that? 
Oh okay. yeah, I can tell you. Because right now, everybody's we're back to the game of singles. You know, everybody, yeah. you just have to release a single yeah. these days. They're not even looking for full product. Mm -hmm. But the idea is, Vince produced this country record, and all it is is kind of like what Ray Charles did. It's like you know it's Ray Charles, but yes. he's just paying tribute to these country songs. He's not trying to sound country. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to sound country. I'm just paying tribute to these co traditional country songs, and in my own way. So I go mm -hmm. all over the map. One is very jazzy. Another one is totally Ray Charles. One is soulful as Aretha Franklin. And he was like, I want to tell you how to sing. I just want you to sing it any way you want to. And I have to tell you from this, this country project, it's called I've Got You Covered. Check it out. Uh, that um, first time I felt like a real artist because I had to dig in deep and interpret the songs as they were all covers the way that my spirit led me. Mm -hmm. Wendy, so this year, I mean, are you are you too, are you touring? Is you mean you got something going? I know. But this year, I am back in the studio. I've already okay. been in the studio in October, and I was in the studio in December. Um, and I'm just gonna be concentrating on singles. singles. I will I will give you. I, I you know I I I I did a duet with Kirk Whalum of a Stevie Wonder song called All I Do. I'm sure you heard Kirk Whalum's version of All I Do. Yes. That's me singing. That's me singing that. I should have known. That's me singing All I Do. That's on the yeah, Kirk Whalum version. Can do that and for us. I just cut another Stevie Look Wonder song. Look at the I love you You get a lot of love. <laughs> Thank y'all. I, I, I yes. just cut another uh, Stevie Wonder song uh, along some other songs. And I, you know, gonna release that sometime this year. We'll, we'll figure out when. I'm definitely gonna let you know. So don't worry about that. But I'm gonna, mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking I want to do a Memphis Soul record. So mm -hmm. we, look, 2021 is just wide open. It's wide and open. And I'm just gonna record. <laughs> I put a post on my Facebook page, and I'm gonna record whatever I want and use the best musicians and just because I've always been eclectic. I've always, and that was my problem in the '90s. I didn't. I couldn't just fit that one thing. So one I'm many genre. things. I'm a Linda, yeah, I'm 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 like a Linda Ronstadt. She was everywhere. Yeah. So am I. I'm, I got jazz records out. Pop. I've recorded duets with the greatest male vocalists in history. I got duets out with Michael McDonald, Peebo Bryson, yes, Kirk Whalum, so Julio good. Iglesias, Vince Gill, Larry Carlton, John Oates, Buddy Guy. I've sang with the great Isaac Hayes. It's a song called Oh How I Loved You in Memphis. So I recognize I'm not gonna be limited. So don't live as y'all sales either. I'm not talking about y'all, I'm talking about your audience. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> keep growing. That's what Coach Michelle say. Yes. Say, keep okay. growing and and that's what I'm doing. And now I don't have a label, so there's no restrictions. I could just put it out. Yeah, I agree. You're, you're like a free agent, so to speak. Yeah. 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 You, you, I agree. you, you got hire. the internet. You got the internet. Yeah. Yes, uh, hold, I, got, I held some concerts in my home last uh, yes. couple of months oh, ago. Oh, I gotta go to your page and download <laughs> and, and follow you. <laughs> and, and it was just—I didn't charge nobody. I was like, I just wanted to connect. I sang whatever songs I wanted to sing with my little karaoke tracks. And sometimes it was two thousand, four thousand, a hundred. You know, it was—it just kept. I was like, wow, okay, good, okay. Wow. I just want to connect, stay connected to the people. Stay connected. Yes, you, uh, with a voice like that, you gotta you gotta stay connected. You can't forget Wendy. 
because you and you your voice it just it draws people of course i know you know that and then your personality on top of that voice so it just it just brings everybody right on in right Thank on you. in i see movies for you you think you you think you're gonna I do that do it. if somebody would please reach out i'm ready for tv too we declare it we declare yeah, that you're gonna go on tv Let's do oh, good right great, great show, Jesus great name. show in Jesus name. Not in the show, name. great show in yeah. Jesus name. Thank you. Yes, yes. I'm ready. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's done. I can, see that. I can see that happening for you, Wendy. So, how can people keep up with you on social media? Let them know. Blast it, blast it. Okay, my name is Wendy Moten, M-O-T-E-N, and you can look me up on Instagram. Same name, Wendy Moten. Facebook, Wendy Moten. Please, uh, you know, now you got to like things that people can't see that the numbers are moving or you got to, you know, subscribe to things that people don't know that you're there. So please go on all my social media. I'm doing better about making sure I stay up on my social media. So I'm doing better. You can reach me on all social media outlets. Like I said, I got a, a new country record out there called I've Got You Covered. It ain't as country as you think it's going to be. I think you're going to like it. I think you should check it out. Uh, check it out. Can we hear just a little sample of you just singing it just a little bit, just oh, raw? Let's huh? see. Your hand is like a torch each time you touch me. That look in your eyes pulls me apart. Don't open the door to heaven. If I can't come in, don't touch me. If you don't love me, sweetheart. And that's the song by Jeannie Seeley. Love it. Love she it. Put, love she put she released it. that song in the 70s. Love and she's still doing it at the Grand Ole Opera. She was on the Grand Ole Opera Saturday night. She got books out, and they really embraced me and welcomed me into the Opry family. As myself, as a black woman from Memphis, Tennessee, I didn't have to change a thing. They accepted me and embraced me and they called me, you know, they called me family there. And and I love it because there's 4,400 people there that feels that place, but now they're streaming. So it's a place where I can express myself as well as reaching, you know, people who love soul. I want to bring soul to the Opry too. And yes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's the goal. They let me say whatever I want. That's amazing. They let you be you, and that's that's yes. how it should be. That's how it should be. We're gonna look at a few more of your your pictures here. Um, there, that's uh, time for a change. Yeah, that came out. That was my second CD, and mm -hmm. on this record is uh, a producer David Foster and Walter Ooh. A, who produced because you know. Mariah Carey and Whitney were the the talk of the town. So mm -hmm. of course they were like, well, we want to produce Wendy Moden. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. That's so so I was just a part of that team at that, you know, that era. You worked with some of the best in the business. And that's that's awesome. I mean, everybody can't say that. You've man, I mean, out of all the, the people, the management teams, I mean, have you how many teams have you had as or have you just been kind of consistent with um, well, I had the first record deal. I had like three managers. That's when everything was popping: the movie soundtracks, or the, the records, mm -hmm. the tour. I was Michael Bolton's open, Michael Bolton's opening act when he was touring with uh, 
touring arenas at that time because we had the same demographics. Love you, Marlis. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we, um, you know, I toured with some of the greatest. I forgot the point I was trying to make. What would you would you ask me? Oh, my team, management team. <laughs> I had a great management team. And then it came down to the gentleman who found me. His name is Dick Williams. He had worked in marketing and promotion for Warner Brothers on the, on the West Coast for many years. And he had a relationship as a promotion guy. And when he started to retire, he was like, okay, I want to manage bands. And he was actually coming into Memphis to check out a Memphis band. And I was singing a jingle in the studio, in Nico's studio. And uh, he was like, who's that girl? And he was like, well, I, I use her in the studio sometimes. And he was like, what does she sound like with the band? He was like, I don't know. And at that time he had a band called Come In Berlin. And Dick was like, I'm in town for the night. Can she sit in with your band? And at that time, Whitney Houston, Save It On My Love For You, and Aretha's Who's Zoom and Who. And that's what I sang, greatest love of all, Save It On My Love For You. He was like, I can get you a record deal. And I was like, what I ain't no singer. And sure enough, a couple of months later, he had had three songs that were written by Curtis Boone. Uh, and the guys in Memphis came and they all worked on it. So they all get writers on it. And um, a couple of months later, literally, we had a bidding war between EMI, Electra, and Warner Brothers. And we ended up going to EMI. And that just opened me up for the rest of my life. It's just, you know, I take every opportunity. When I didn't know if I wanted to still be a solo artist, after it started to dissipate a little bit and I became, you know, touring with other artists. Julio Iglesias found me stayed with him 16 years as his duet partner and we travel the world in the private planes and all that stuff and we uh he taught me how to be a better communicator with song and taught me what's important about being a great artist because he's a living legend and so he taught me how to be great he taught me i felt like i was getting paid to be great and my number one experience musical experience is singing duets with julio iglesias in front of the pyramids in egypt in 2010. Not too many people wow. gonna get that ever. <laughs> wow. You are one so blessed woman. I've been so blessed and it keeps me going. I have to remind myself that, yeah, you're not like superstar like you want me to be, Millie, but it's like, <laughs> I, I, think <laughs> about, I think about all of the people yeah. that I've been blessed to be around and how they hold me up. You know, yeah. they're like fans. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate it. I don't take it for granted. One iota. And I'm just going to keep moving. And if my music inspires people, that's what I want to be a great storyteller. So, well, well, your songs, they tell a great story. And your work speaks for you. itself. Yes. It really Thank does, you. Wendy. You are awesome. 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 Do you have children? No, but I've been with the same guy for 26 years. And We've been engaged 25 of those 26, and he's a brilliant musician. His name is David Santos. Check him out. He's toured with uh, Billy Joel, Crossing Stills and Nash. Uh, he's toured with, uh, he's currently with Melissa Etheridge for the last five years. But um, I tell you, uh, he's a great guy. He's my number one fan. Just and a little thing that I, I don't know. It no, doesn't. Is that me? It sounds like it might be coming for me. It shouldn't. My phone is off. I want to make sure everybody hear you clearly. So I know. Off. I want to make. I'm turning everything is off now. My, everything okay. was off. There you go. But my Bluetooth was off too, but something weird. That's was it. It's weird. clear. 
Thank you so much. Was yeah, that the that, whole time? Think, I'm sorry. Not the whole time, just at times. Yes. I'm sorry. So, yeah, we just want to make sure you're heard clearly and you sound beautiful as always, man. When you guys were writing Come In Out of the Rain, you had no idea it was going to be that big of a sensation, did you? No, Curtis Boone started the song. He lived in Detroit, Michigan. And he mm -hmm. told me later on that that song was really about his relationship with God. And what they did was change some of the wording Dirty. to match a pop thing or yes. pop, you know. Yeah. And But he said initially when he wrote the song, um, it was about his relationship with God. And I think that is more why people love that song. It reaches, cause I'm gonna tell you right now, Curtis Bone, I'm sorry, but I still don't know what those words mean a hundred percent, but yeah. the feeling and how people feel about that song uh -huh. is undescribable. It connects with people on another yeah. level. Yes, because in somebody's mind, it could be about God. It's what you what you want it to be about. It could be a you know, it could be about someone's significant other. But then again, because when I hear it, it's very uplifting. It you know, it crosses all across all genres. Yeah, and so that's what that's what makes a song a, a real big hit. So you were blessed when they laid that song on you, Ooh. girl. Yeah, and it's step blessed. by step, that was a good oh, one yeah. too. Yeah, I'm that was made by the characters out of New York, and they mm. added that song at the last minute. It was kind of like we need an up tempo song. We need something current because I'm a yeah. balladeer. I'm a balladeer. Yeah, women yeah. in New York cut that track real fast and they put it on the record. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, we've run out of time. My producer oh just my God. let me know. <laughs> We're having so much fun, Wendy. You have been so wonderful. Thank we you. I love you. Too. Yes. Love thank you, you thank so you. much for stopping thank by you. and taking time to you know thank to you. be with us thank our sponsor um aesthetics by ramil they are always behind us thank you so much guys we love you all and uh, we'll see you back here in two weeks we're going to talk with gary springer he's an audio music engineer producer Wendy, you might have heard of him, but he's going to be on the show and let everybody know what goes on behind the scenes when you're in the recording industry. We love you so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Bring It In The House. We'll see you, see you next time. Peace. Thank you.